Welcome to the Album Draft Podcast. My name is Reed Taylor, and it's been a little bit, but we're back with a new episode. And my guest for this one, he's back for his second round. He can feel the pressure, and it's getting closer now. Brian Gamel, thanks for coming back on, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank no you problem. for having me. I always look forward to that to those little lyrical uh, snippets that you throw in there. I'm wondering, what is it going to be this time? <laughs> I know. It's, it's become one of <laughs> like my it. favorite things, too, just trying to figure out, okay, it, it what lyric cool. am I going to do <laughs> to introduce yeah, it's cool. everyone? Yeah. Um, so for those that are listening, if you couldn't tell by now, we're doing Paramore for this episode. And this is a band that's been a favorite of mine for a long time. So I'm really looking forward to talking about them. Um, Brian, you and I have kind of been talking about them for a little bit of a while, too. Um, I know we've had some conversations here and there in the past, but I don't think I've ever asked you, like, yep. what is it that, you know, like, drew you to them or, you know, made you a fan and kind of keeps you coming back and listening to them? Yeah, well, so the Riot album was the first one that I uh, heard about when it, that was how I heard about them. Um, and just that sound on that album uh, predominantly is what drew me to them. That was kind of right in my wheelhouse of what I was, you know, I was listening to a lot of pop punk, listening to a lot of uh, metal and hardcore and stuff like that. Always have been, well, not always, but, you know, have been mm -hmm. ever since, but um, that, so when I heard about them, that was like, okay, let me check these guys out. Um, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you, tell, tell kind of the story of how I heard about them. I used to subscribe. Well, yeah, I used to subscribe to HM magazine. Mm -hmm. um, if you're familiar with that one yep. and if anybody listening, that was in print for a long time. Uh, it used to be heaven's metal. Then they changed the name to HM. Uh, Doug Van Pelt was the editor and he basically did the whole thing all by, not all by himself, but mostly by himself. And it was just, I subscribed probably like maybe 2002, 2003 was when I first started subscribing and I subscribed until almost until they stopped doing it in print, uh, you know, mm -hmm. several years later. So I think this was 2000, this was right about the time that the riot album came out. There was a, an issue of the magazine that was actually a dual issue that had like a flip cover where it was, you know, a reverse, you know, the front and the back were both covers and they were upside down from each other. Mm -hmm. And Paramore was on one side with one of their sh shots from the riot photo shoot. And then uh, Tim Lambesis from As They Lay Dying was on the other side <laughs> long before long before they went through any of their, you know, crazy stuff that, yeah. that band that he and that band went through. Mm -hmm. But um and I, I already knew As They Lay Dying. Um, but uh, uh had never heard of Paramore, but uh, so I saw this cover of the these like emo punk looking kids with this chick with crazy fire orange hair mm -hmm. and uh they all had the swept bangs at the time and that whole look and so i was just like okay is this just another you know cheesy emo band that i'm not really going to care for or what but i read the article that was in there and uh kind of got me interested and i don't even remember what i don't even remember how i first listened to their music um because i was actually i was actually in iraq at the time i was mm -hmm. deployed with the army when that that album or that magazine issue came out. My wife was sending, she was, my wife was sending me issues of, of magazines that I subscribed to, you know, they would still come to the house and then she would package them up and send them to mm -hmm. me in Iraq. So I would get them like a month late than what they were actually supposed to be arriving, but um, that was still fine. So I don't remember when I actually got to first listen to their album, to their music, but 
um, I do remember after being back from that deployment, uh, we were living in Alaska, and I do remember. However, it, however, I listened to them, or first heard them, the actual music itself. Uh, I, I liked it, bought the album, and I listened to that album uh, on repeat just a lot mm -hmm. those last, you know, probably several months that we lived in Alaska before we moved yeah. here, actually, to the Quad Cities. Um, but it was just that sound, that pop punk sound that was, it was more than just, it was a little more intelligent. If, if that's the right word, but it seemed a little more mature than just like your basic pop punk stuff yeah. to me anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I liked, and, and gosh, uh, Haley Williams vocals, just like, whoa, you right. know, we'll talk more about that. But uh, yeah, it all drew me in. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. So for me, and I had to look this up a little bit too, um, but I remember, I, I want to say the first song I heard was Pressure off of uh, All We Know Is Falling. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, I I saw the music video first, you know, out versus you know just hearing the song randomly. And I'm pre I think this was back obviously back when like MTV had like MTV two and they would play music videos, and that was kind of like their alternative actual music station. videos. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I, that was the first song I remember hearing, and you know I kind of love that feeling of hearing a new song or a new band for the first time. And, like you instantly want to hear more and like i had that feeling with this band kind of like you mentioned um you've got Haley and, and her vocals and um you've got this you know the other guys in the band they're young and full of energy and um yeah you know i, I was fully into my pop punk phase at that time too i don't think i ever really came out of it but i mean i was like really <laughs> deep into it at that time but yeah, um yeah. yeah but with with Haley as a front woman and obviously female led bands weren't a new thing by any means, but you know, I feel like they eventually kind of became almost like the standard for female led bands, at least, you know, within the pop punk genre. And I'm sure that, you know, kind of bled into to other areas too, but as they got going and, you know, got more popular, you know, they really just kind of set the, set the stage for everything and, you know, within music a little bit. It wasn't a, it seemed like, for them, uh, have being a being a female fronted uh, rock band was not a gimmick, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Like she was that. I mean, that was that was a huge part of 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 what they were and what they were and the music that they made. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. like she was just hey, we're just doing this because you know it it it, it sells. It, you know, that was that was part mm -hmm. of who they were. And, and there's the whole you know, all the drama that they went through with you know whether or not. They were they were all signed to the label versus just her being signed to the label right, and all yeah. that stuff. But mm -hmm. but that that's you know in my mind that's neither here nor there. It's just you know it worked. Yeah. So let's uh let's go ahead and jump into our songs because I'm I'm really excited to hear like what you picked just because okay. you know I know you're a fan and everything. But um for for anyone that's listening to the episode, if this is your first time listening, the rules are simple, but the process can be tough as. A lot of people have mentioned that have been on the episode. Um, what we do is we make a 10-song album, choosing from the full catalog of the band or the op artist of the episode. So we're going to choose an opener, a closer, three songs you would release as your singles or you know that you would use to promote your album, and then five other songs to fill it out. Um, so Brian and I have already pre-selected our albums, so we'll be sharing those with you guys. Um, so Brian, as, as the guest, I'll have you go first again. But before you jump okay. into your your first song, like talk a little bit about like your approach in picking sure. your songs or like structuring your album. Yeah, um, 
So I, I, I guess I started by just trying to think, okay, what are my favorite songs? Mm-hmm. I, 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 what are my favorite songs that they, that they've done? Um, and uh, I, I start. that's where I started. Um, I wanted to give it a little more thought than just that though. Um, and really it kind of became like, I, I think, you know, I, I know, I know other guys, uh, you know, myself and others on the podcast uh, have, have said something like along these lines too. It's just like, if I was going to like, I, I really, I'm a fan of this band. I really love them. If I was going to share it, share them with somebody, how would I want to share, share it with them? How would mm-hmm. I want to share Paramore with, with somebody who's never heard of them before, never heard their music before? What would I want them to experience? What would I want to share with them? Um, so some of it is music, you know, the musicality of it. Some of it is, you know, a lot of it for me, kind of like with Yellow Card before is, is the, the lyrics and the emotions that, uh, and the life experiences that, you know, it, it's, t- it's uh, connected with me on. Um, but at least, so I guess generally that was my approach. And then as far as the ordering of the album, the ordering of the tracks, I tried to put some thought into, you know, how would, how would an album be crafted? Um, you know, good, op- good opener that gets your attention, you know, uh, you know, you got a, a good mix of, of, of um, uh, tones isn't really the right word, but the good, good mix of, I guess, tempos and, you know, you know, fast, mm-hmm. long, slow songs, you yeah. know, more intense songs, more, more laid back songs, things like that. Um, I tried to have a good mix of that in there as well, uh, because I feel like that's sort of what crafts a, a good album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of how I went about it. A bunch of things all at once. Wasn't quite as straightforward as yellow card for me. Yeah. Yellow card was pretty much like, I already know, dude, I, I've got right. like 20, plus, 20 plus songs I could throw out. I got to figure out which ones to cut. And mm. I didn't have to do that here too. You know, I had more songs than 10 obviously, but, and I had to cut some and figure out which ones were going to make the cut. Yeah. What's your song one. Okay. So my opener, um, is, uh, is from the, uh, from the self-titled album. Uh, it is now, um that's it and that's uh it's the second song on that album it um i thought of like usually with an opener i'm thinking of like okay something that kind of eases into it or or something that like starts right off like full force you know um but doesn't really get into the lyrics for a little bit it kind of lets sets the tone with the music for a while Mm -hmm. um so i was i wasn't sure that now was going to be my opener i knew it was going to be on my list but i did not think it was going to be an opener but then when when i put it in my track, you know, I put it in my track list and settings and everything. It's like, yeah, that actually really works, works really well. Cause it starts off with the, with the, uh, the, the drumsticks click, just mm-hmm. click, 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 boom, yep. right away. Mm-hmm. And she starts singing right away, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is, I would think, I guess normally I would think that's kind of, that's weird for an opener, but I'm like, you know what, when I listen to it, I'm like, this actually, I think this works. Yeah. Um, and it does. I love, I like the way that song builds, the tension and and the and the intensity from you know the the verses you got that little intro where she's like don't try to take this from me and then mm-hmm. it builds in the verses and goes into um the the verses build and then goes into the pre-chorus and then when it gets to the chorus it's just boom in your face mm-hmm. but then it's not a typical it's not your straightforward um it's not your straightforward, you know, four, four, you know, rock and roll beat either. It's this kind of almost like it's got a bit of like this, you know, the ns, 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 ns kind of disco ish mm-hmm. feel to it. It doesn't sound like disco at all, but it just, it's a different kind of rock beat that I thought, you know, that's a nice way to start off. Uh, um, yeah. That's that, that's the opener. 
for all those reasons, the uh, I, I just think I think it worked really well when I put it all together. Yeah, I I like that song too, and I consider that as an opener, at least like in the first part of my album. Um, and I think probably my favorite part of that song is the bridge, and I guess more specifically, just um, and I don't remember who's drummed on this album. I know it wasn't Zach because he wasn't no. in at the time, yeah, but he wasn't um, there. just like the way that the drums build on the bridge with the snare and um, just kind of about some of the different fills that they're doing. And they, you know, then it kind of ramps back up to the chorus. Yeah. Too. I really like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, um, and there's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of contrast in the song. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot mm -hmm. of like, it's never silent, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, like, Bring everything's brought brought back down and full force again, and kind of in between. And it, you got, yeah, I like the way it goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, I was just gonna say, it looks like it was um, Ian Rubin. Oh, the who, drummer. Okay. Yeah, he drummed on this one. He let's see, he played for Lost Profits. I don't know if you remember that band at all. I, I remember the name. Yeah, he played for Lost Profits. Looks like he played for Nine Inch Nails for a little bit. Oh, wow. Uh, played for Angels and Airways, and then he did um yeah paramore self-titled album okay i know for a bit there they had uh, i want to say i i didn't do a whole lot of research on on uh of stuff i didn't already know this time mm -hmm. so i don't know if that makes a difference to you at all but um i, I thought they had it uh, for some period of time they had uh one of the guys that had dr been drum drumming for reliant k was playing with them okay I could be wrong on that though mm -hmm. I might have just made that up. I know they've toured with Reliant K, so maybe that's why I thought that. But yeah, maybe I'll try to look it up. Been, I've got Wikipedia up right now. So. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, number two. Uh, okay, so this this is this is my favorite Paramore song, and this is prob this is one of my favorite songs. Period. Um, it's Hallelujah from the Riot album. Nice. Um, I. Yeah, this this song this is the main song I was jamming when I first you know listened to first got that album. I would play this one more than most of the other tracks on that album. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, I just I love the um, I, I love the the kind of the the slow slower tempo but still heavy driving you know mm -hmm. uh, a feel of the song. Yeah, um, the guitar licks are 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 surprisingly easy to play and um, which, and, uh, and they're a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, um, I, if, if there's back when ringtones were a thing, I only mm -hmm. ever had purchased three ringtones in my life and this was one of them. Nice. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and you know, I mean the, the, you know, get, getting into some of the thematic stuff that 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 you see in in Paramore songs over and over again, um, the the this the just kind of the struggle the struggles or I don't know struggles but I, yeah I guess I mean the struggles back and forth of 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 fa of your faith of their faith whatever mm -hmm. that means you know for for them personally what it means for anybody personally but you know you can you can see the the desire in the in the lyrics in this song you know longing and the longing for um just for that faith to be to to come to fruition mm -hmm. um, and uh yeah just i mean this t this time we're not giving up you know it's just that like i'm gonna i'm gonna uh 
just keep on and and just screaming hallelujah not just not singing hallelujah but right screaming. yeah you know, that's yeah that, to me it was just like ah, that's cool anyway. so, yeah yeah i uh, i actually have that one on my list too i'm not going to say cool. where it falls yet um, okay. i'll talk about that a little bit more but yeah i've I, I had to have that one on there. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of their one of their strongest songs. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so number three um is uh is is decode. Um and uh this one was not on any of, any of your albums. I think it was on the I mean, well I know it was on the Twilight soundtrack. Um, but I think they also released it as just a single even by itself. Um this is one I, I think this is one of their strongest songs. Mm-hmm. Um and uh i i love the um yeah i just it's it's got the it's still it's got that sound that they that made me fall in love with them um and made me a fan um and and, and i guess maybe maybe this is a good time to kind of pause and be like and and talk a little bit about like their their newer albums since their their last two albums the one that just came mm-hmm. out uh, this is why, and then also after laughter uh, from a few years ago, I I when I was putting all of this together, I I get I listened to those two albums a lot uh, because I was really trying to like, um, really really trying to get a feel for them and really trying to to see if they would um, if if they would grow on me because to be to be honest that I I was much more I mean the the rock the the rock sound the the uh, the, the pop the pop punk and the the sort of driving rock mm-hmm. sound is really what made me kind of what drew me to Paramore to begin with so when that shifted and they you know started doing doing sound they started sounding a lot different um, I really tried to stick with it and, and but it didn't quite grab me uh, the last two albums as as mm-hmm. as um, the the earlier stuff did so. Um, but I, but I also, um, you know, and that's not that it was, wasn't, you know, as good, it was just different. And, um, mm-hmm. I appreciated, you know, absolutely the artistic integrity of them choosing to, you know, make different, a different sound, a different style, whatever, do their art differently. Um, uh, but for me personally, it just didn't quite grab me, but I wanted mm-hmm. to give it as much of a chance as I possibly could to do that. So when I say like, you know, this is decode being one of their strongest songs in my opinion it still has mm-hmm. that original original sound that 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 drew me to them yeah um, and then the um the the lyrical content of that or the lyrics on that song i mean if you if you know this if you know the twilight story okay mm-hmm. it, it it fits um but i think i think she, uh, she i'm assuming Haley wrote the lyrics but whoever her or whomever wrote it um she did a good job of uh making it yeah fit the story mm-hmm. um but then also fit anybody's story um yeah. like this is this this is a song it, you know when i read the lyrics now um it's like this is a song that you know <laughs> this is a song that that like any anybody in any relationship could 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 speak or sing to anybody else you know and i think right. of it especially mm-hmm. like I, I know my wife could definitely sing these lyrics to me <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, how did, mm-hmm. you know and I mean, really, it goes into, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the ins and outs and the ups and downs of of a relationship, especially a a marriage or or a romantic relationship or, you know, that kind of an intimate relationship between a man and a woman. How did we get here? I used to know you so well, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and that, 
you know, I, my, my wife could definitely say that to me. I could say it to her, you know, we, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think, I think anybody, you know, if you've been, you've been together for any length of time, you could, it, there's certain points where you could say that to each other. So yeah, I, I really, I really appreciated the honesty in, in those, those lyrics and the, and just the, the rawness of that. I think, I think, um, when, when they're not singing about where I guess I'll say she, when she's not singing about, about how bitter she is at somebody that hurt her, which is the theme in a lot of her songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when she's not singing about that, she has uh, almost like, almost like early Taylor Swift. Um, but uh, <laughs> when she's not singing about that, she is, she's got some really profound lyrics, um, you know, in terms of relationships and faith mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I, this is, this is definitely one of them. Yeah. So kind of leading up, you know, I guess in preparation for this, you know, I've watched a lot of like live videos from them, especially that recent one. So like their album yeah. release. And Austin City played. Limits. Austin City Limits. Yep. And it's yep. really cool I to see that, that they're still playing this one live. And mm-hmm. obviously Haley's older. Her voice has yeah, gotten more mature. Yeah. And she just oh, yeah. absolutely kills the song now. I'm not that she didn't before, but it sounds, I think, even better right now. They've got a couple other like good soundtrack songs too. So you've got this one and then you also have I Caught Myself, which is on the same soundtrack. And then they've yes. got the one from Transformers, which is really good right. too. Monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I I've tried I tried to tried to go through and listen to everything. <laughs> even the stuff that I didn't even need know even know was there. Yeah. Uh, so that so you didn't so I didn't get caught by surprise like I did last time with the with the Spider Man track for right. Card. <laughs> Oh, and we're talking about uh, singles. So, so Hallelujah, my second track, and Decode, those would both be singles. Okay. Uh, I think I did kind of do so. Now was the opener. Hallelujah and Decode were singles, and then this one number, uh, track number four for me, is, it would also be a single. Uh, and this is the only exception from the Brand New Eyes album. This one, for some reason, like this is not a song that I would have ever thought would have caught my attention, mm-hmm. other than I mean, other than the lyrical content. Um, that was definitely the first thing that grabbed my attention. Um, the story, story about, you know, somebody who's, it's like um, Simon and Garfunkel's, you know, I'm a rock, I'm an island, and, um, you know, just uh, cutting myself off and living in my shell and not, you know, not reaching out or not uh, allowing myself to have any kind of uh, relational, you know, connections or anything like that. But you are the only exception. And that's like, that's pretty, that's, that's me. You know, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm honest with myself and my, you know, and my, my weakest, the weakest parts of me, that's who, that's kind of who I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and my wife is definitely the only exception. Um, but, but even there, you know, I'm learning how to make that, you know, better and better because it, it's very easy to, to, you know, to, to cut, cut yourself off in that relationship as well. Yeah. I'm definitely guilty of that. So, but this, I actually did share this with my wife, uh, this song with my wife um, many years ago. Um, and like a create created like a little CD of Valentine's Day songs, mm-hmm. and this was one of them. Um, and I kind of just listened to it and and thought about it for that reason, you know, mostly um, being the the only the only reason. But then the more I listened to it, the more I really really liked the music of it as well. Um, it's got a bit of a, a a bit of the sort of the kind of the 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 quarter note. Um, just single tone guitar plucks mm-hmm. and stuff going on in the background a little bit during the verses. Um, and then it, it just, the, the build throughout the whole song um, is it just, it keeps my attention and yeah, I, I really like this one. Um, 
and it's different. It's it's very different for them. I think, at least at the time, it was you know yeah. not, not so different that it wasn't wasn't theirs, um, but you know was not. Um, it was definitely different than anything they'd done before on on the previous two albums. This was a, their third album, right? Yeah, this the from yeah, Brand New Eyes. Yeah, Brand New Eyes. Um, <coughs> and then talking about Haley's vocal talent and her range, mm. like she hits probably one of the lowest notes I've ever heard a woman hit in this song. Mm. When she hits, you know, you are mm-hmm. the only exception that this is like. Because you, we've we've seen we've listened to her for the last two albums and most of this yeah. third album, like just you know the wailing and the the mm-hmm. it, it, wailing in a good way. She can she can really get up there and keep it powerful when she gets up there. Yeah, you know, doesn't her voice doesn't thin out when she gets to the high notes like like many people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then then dropping down to hit this extreme low note in this song is just like wow. Okay, you know I know she had like all kinds of vocal coaches and stuff like that, so it kind of makes sense that she would be able to do all this stuff. But it's it's just it's impressive, and it definitely it adds a lot to you know. It's like I said, it's not just a female fronted pop punk band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure I had this song, you know, on a a list or two for Dana, like a playlist mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm given to her. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you you had mentioned you know Haley's vocal range, and it's. I always like kind of going back through like an entire catalog front to back and just hearing like how, you know, whether it's vocally the singer has grown or just like from an instrumentation standpoint, like what they're experimenting with. And it's like with Haley, like early on, she was just trying to be, I guess for better or for lack of better term, like just loud and powerful. Sure. And then like once she got probably around this time between like Riot and Brand New Eyes, she really honed in on like how to actually use her voice and i think yeah you start to see that through this album especially on the song too like you mentioned so number five is let the flames begin um and but the live the live version of it from the uh from the um from the deluxe edition of the self-titled album nice um and uh one of my favorite songs of theirs anyway but the live version, and and you're the one that that point that told me about the live the live riot album, mm-hmm. um, or whatever the final riot that live album, and uh, and they played they have it on there as well. But I chose this one off of this album because it leads directly into the follow up song. Yep, yep. Which, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll get to that one next. But um, but the 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 closer that they do on both live versions, but this one, you know, the, the energy and, and I listened to both live versions. I knew I wanted to put the live version of this one on because of the way they end it in both, mm-hmm. in both instances. They, I, I know I'm, I'm assuming they, you know, they ended it live that way all the time. I never, I've never seen them live, but um, both, both live versions, they ended it the s- same way or similar, but I think this one, I thought this one had a lot more energy. Uh, mm-hmm. at the end uh not just not just in at the end but also also throughout the song i even even it felt to me like there was more energy in the song even in the recording than than the original studio recording on the riot album so um let the flames begin and this goes to th- this is like a trilogy here for me of this song and then the next one and the next one um and i'll get get to those but um of just the same the same thing similar to um well but again going back to the lyrics uh of the the struggle in faith mm-hmm. um and really wrestling with wrestling with that um like this was like 
when you know the riot album they were younger they were definitely still you know kind of fresh in you know their how how however they felt like you know their their music and their art was was influenced and informed by their faith mm-hmm. um, and um you know it's it's like um you know, let the, let the flames begin. She, she describes the spark, you know, and I'm going to give it all my oxygen and, and let it and fan it into flame and have it be, you know, this is, this is what we are, this is what's driving us. And this is what's mm-hmm. on fire for, you know? Um, and man, that chorus is just, you know, this is how we'll, you know, dance where I, I don't remember the exact lyrics, but it's, um, let me find it. Cause it's, it's too good. I, I think, I really think this, this song and the other two coming up here in my mm-hmm. list are some of, some of their best lyrics um and their best storytelling is or as far as or you know thematic stuff yeah um this is how we'll dance when they try to take us down this is how we'll stand when they burn our houses down you know that that optimism but also uh, that optimism like in hallelujah but then also you know a recognition that you know this is going to be you know this is a struggle right um so and that the the closer in the live version is just so um is so thrilling um i i love i love well throughout the song i love the guitar the little guitar interlude that when they kind of bring everything down and they pause the song but the guitar is still doing that little mm-hmm. dirty, 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 i don't know how it goes yeah something like that i know that 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 lick has always just caught my attention um and i think it fits really well and kind of serves those that song really well to just kind of keep things going but bring it down but still keep the intensity going mm-hmm and then, so at the end of the live version, at the, at the end of the main part of the song, that guitar lick is just kind of fading out. But then when they play it live, they all just just come back in and just huge and just mm-hmm. keep, keep you know, the and, and the drums and the bass and everything is in and they just make this huge ending to this song that yeah. wasn't there on the studio version. And then she sings, and th- these lyrics, I got to put these lyrics in here too, because whatever... Um, um, it's it's it just, it makes the song so much more profound to me mm-hmm. um, when they do it when they did it live on both of those versions. She goes into that, oh father, oh father, oh, father, part. father, mm-hmm. my my Jesus. There it is, outro. Mm-hmm. You know, my Jesus, father. Well, I'm ready. Won't you let it begin? Because I'm here now. I want to dance in the mighty palm of your hand. I'm just like, mm-hmm. and she's scream practically screaming right. these lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. It just gives me goosebumps. And then. So on that album, the deluxe version of the self-titled album, they have that song live, and it's at Red Rocks in, in Colorado, I think, mm-hmm. is where they recorded yep. it. And it leads directly into part two. The song is called Part Two, and it comes from uh, it comes from the self-titled album. Um, but part two is literally part two to mm-hmm. let the, let the flames begin. I know you already know this, so I guess I'm, I'm <laughs> saying this for the listeners who may not know. Um, so. This this one this these two songs back to back and done live like that is to me was just awesome. Yeah. And the lyrics awesome. in part two, the lyrics in part two are similar similar theme to part to to let the flames begin, but um, they're I would say they're more um, they're older, they're mm-hmm. more mature. Not mature in a sense of like, you know, like previously they were weren't immature in the sense of being stupid. It was just they're they're they've been around longer. They've been, you know, the the, you know, Haley writing the lyrics. You know, there's been more pain. There's been more hurt. There's been more, um, not 
not jaded, but you know, there's just, there's, there's been more, there's more life that's happened mm -hmm. and um, uh, it's, but there's still, it's still there. You know um, we all, re we, we remain such fragile, broken things instead of, you know, we've become fragile, broken things like in the first song in the, um, and then, and kind of like the, the, you know, all of us, you know, as, believers in jesus you know follow uh, can probably sing these songs th these lyrics or, or think of these words dancing all alone to the sound of an enemy's song you know when i when i'm mm -hmm. failing them and I'll, I'll be lost until you find me fighting on my own in a war that's already been won i'll be lost until you come and find me here yeah it's just like ah goosebumps it's awesome so i thought you know, when i was thinking about putting all of this together i'm just like i got i got how can i not put those two together, mm -hmm. you know, um, kind of going back to what I was saying about the, the two different, you know, well, their, their, their newer sound in their, their last two albums. Um, I think, um, I, well, I'll get, I guess I'm, I'm far enough into my list now here where I can say, I think I would say, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this too. I would say that their self-titled album is their strongest. That, that would be what I would say is their strongest album. Mm -hmm. um and i think um and the reason i say that is because when when that album came out so i really liked riot i went back and bought you know i hadn't heard of them when when um when the uh the first album came out mm -hmm. all we know is falling but i but i went back and bought it you know so i still have it i listened to it um uh um and then brand new eyes uh was uh, you know i liked that one too um and I enjoy, I enjoyed it, but, um, when, when the, and then, and then after brand new eyes was when they went through all of their drama. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, you know, and so it took a while for, you know, another album to come around and I figured they were going to be done for. Um, but they, you know, but they held on and created whatever new version of themselves they did. And then the self-titled mm -hmm. album came out and, um, that one, it didn't, it didn't uh, grab my attention right away. Uh, to be honest, it was I, you know, I listened to it and I enjoyed it, but it didn't quite grab me like really all three of the previous albums had. Um, but that was one of those rare. The, but that was one of those rare albums from from anything, from any genre, or any music I've ever listened to in my life. That the more I listened to it, the more it did get my attention. Mm -hmm. um, and and that to me has always been kind of like a an indicator of like this is a really really good album. Like this is a really well-written, well-crafted um, al album. Uh, if it's something that doesn't necessarily get my attention right away, uh, but it gradually, the more I listen to it, the more I really grow to love it. Mm -hmm. And that was what the self-titled album was for me. I that 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 is my favorite album of theirs, and I think that's their strongest. So, so for me, I you know, I guess I'll do a little bit of a spoiler here. I did not end up including any songs from their last two albums uh, okay. in, in my list here. Mm -hmm. um, uh, not because I don't think they're great and not because I don't enjoy that sound. I mean, the, the, the pop, the poppiness of after laughter and then, um, and then the, the most recent album with the, you know, and there was a bit of an indie rock sound on the after mm -hmm. laughter as well. But then definitely, you know, this is why the new album definitely has a huge indie sound. Yeah. And I really, I like it. I really enjoy it, but it's not what really originally made me fall in love with Paramore. So mm -hmm. when I thought about, you know, 
do I try to, you know, I mean, I could talk about songs on those albums that I think are, you know, the strongest ones that are, you know, that I, that I enjoy. Um, but ultimately for my, for my list, it's like, I, I, I had to stick with what, you know, I didn't have to, but, you know, mm -hmm. I, I chose, it's like, this is really what I love about them is this, 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 their older sound and, and the way that they, um, the way that they did that. So these two songs back to back in that live version for me was just like, that's, that's awesome. Um, tell, telling that story mm -hmm. of, of the struggle with faith or the struggle in faith. And then um, followed by what I would say is really a part three. Um, it's, um, it comes right after on the self-titled album that comes right after part two, it's last hope. And if you, if you read the lyrics to that, it's like, they're still talking about, she's still talking about the spark, mm -hmm. um, you know, but it's like, okay, I'm, I've been fighting, I've been striving, I've been, you know, all of this intensity and all of this um, longing and, and uh, sort of groaning for, uh, for, for God to, to, um, you know, to light, light this fire in me. And it's like, now it's like, it's just a spark, but it's enough to keep me going. And I'm going to mm -hmm. let it happen. You know, the lyric kind of the theme of that song. And it's, and it's, it's, it's dropped down in its intensity. It's not, it's not this big, huge song like the other two were. Um, um, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's almost like a sort of like a calm resolve to, to all of yeah. that, all of that tension and fire um, to where I'm, you know, here I am. And it's, it's sort of, it's almost like a, not a ballad in terms of like a, a rock ballad, but it's more of a, like something you sing around a campfire in a sense with, with friends mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, hey, yeah. and you, you know, you hear them all singing together in the chorus, I think. So mm -hmm. it's, I thought that that was a, that's a, a good one. And to be honest, when I listened to this set list or to, you know, this list that I put together, I've listened to it probably three or four times at least this week. And, it, you know, it, it, these songs individually don't necessarily get me super emotional, but when I put them all together and strung them together like this was just, yeah. like, man, this is, this is good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I've never yeah. looked at last hope as a part three. So that's really interesting. And now that you, you know, connect, you have them all three, you know, bang, bang, bang. And I'm looking at the song yeah, lyrics. The like it just, it just makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good catch. Yeah. And, and that's, and that really, that's why I felt like I had to, I had to include all of these. And I, or I felt like I, you know, unfortunately I, I didn't really have room to, you know, give a whole lot more consideration to a lot of their new stuff, but I felt like mm -hmm. this was far more important for, for me personally, at least to keep it on here. All right. So here, we, <laughs> so here's another trilogy and, this, and these don't necessarily string together thematically, but another, another subject, I guess, to kind of inter introduce my last three songs, they, whether they did this on purpose or whether it's just kind of how it worked out, their closers, their album closers are usually, uh, are, well, I won't, I won't say, I mean, yeah, for, for all the albums that I knew well um, from their earlier stuff, all of their album closers are huge. And mm -hmm. they're just, they're, I mean, they're, they're definitely album closer songs. Um, and so my last three songs are all album closers, <laughs> including my closer. But mm -hmm. uh, so the first one, the first one, uh, so number song number eight, eight, nine, ten, yeah, uh, is born for this from the Riot album. Mm -hmm. um, that is the closer for that album, um, and yeah, I just I I, I love uh, you know I didn't I didn't have a whole lot 
necessarily specifically to, to say about this one. It, it continues in the same sorts of themes uh, lyrically. Um, but I think this was probably the most lyrically, I think the most mature song on that, on that album, mm-hmm. um, on the right album. Um, there's a lot of different things going on in this song. There, there's, there's um, the, the verses have a kind of re- uh, repeating, you know, guitar just j- 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 mm-hmm. happening in the background during the verses. And then, um, you know, it's got swells up and down here and there, and then a, a break, you know, uh, a break after the bridge and then but then they go into the the way they close the song with just the the slow like we were born mm. forth, and the, the the chunking guitars and just the slow almost empty sound there where it's just they they're really let they, they're just letting the intensity uh breathe there um yeah everybody sing like it's the last song you'll ever sing live like it's the last day mm. that you'll ever see you know, that, yeah so that's that's the first, uh, well, that's number eight in my list, the first mm-hmm. closer. And uh, I think they, well, in the on the um, the final Riot live album, they opened with that. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say they opened with the song. Which was interesting, yeah. Yeah, and I think it works for that, too. Yeah, it does. And they added, you know, a little bit of intro, yeah. and they've got the outro, too, um, yep. just to kind of keep it going. Yeah, it, it really yeah. works. Yeah. Number nine is All I Wanted from uh from brand brand new eyes i mm-hmm. did not so the only i only had two songs from brand new eyes on here when i went back and listened to brand new eyes i i to be honest i couldn't get into it as much as i think i'm pretty sure i did when i first uh listen when it first came out when i first listened to it i mean it's great songs but i think it didn't have quite the 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 uh intensity or you know that uh that riot did um and and then it didn't have the diversity that I think their self-titled album did, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, what kind of drew me into that one eventually. Um, but uh, only exception, which I already, you know, I already mentioned. Um, and then uh, this one, all I wanted their closer. And um, you know, this, this is kind of like um, almost like a, you could say this is like a conclusion song to any of their songs about relationships and stuff. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, decode and, um, what was the other one I had in there? Um, I think that might've been the only one, but, uh, it was direct, you know, specifically you can tell us about a relationship, but mm-hmm. so, and then this one, I, I love the, uh, again, the contrast just with the, um, the way that, uh, it, it builds, but then all of a sudden comes in full force in the second verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then of course at the when when she get when you get to the chorus the second time the first time she sings the chorus you know low octave second time this she sings the chorus um high octave and that slide up to oh, the yeah. high note yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> they and and they they when they did that uh and the the, the music drops out the first yeah. time she does that a little bit just to almost mm-hmm. to like to bring even more attention to that it's just like how is like it's just that is just incredible the 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 range and the the force that she has with her voice at such a high high note and that gives me goosebumps every time mm-hmm. um i'm not even going to try to imitate it it's, it's <laughs> not like screaming but it's it's amazing and and you and you listen to like those live albums they you know or the live recordings and stuff like that you know she she's singing it just as well mm-hmm. live so it's like 
you know, I, you know, I don't know how they recorded stuff in the studio, whether they did any kind of auto tune or anything like that. I'm right. assuming and hoping that they didn't because I mean, it sure doesn't sound like it, but yeah, I mean, she, she just has the, the, the vocal range of just, it's incredible, but, and not, not just range, but then also the, the ability to be that powerful mm-hmm. at that, you know, and with that much of a, of a wide range is, is yeah. And this song definitely highlights that. So that's, um, that's number nine for me. Yeah. So um, I was going to say also with the control that she has too, you know, being able to make that slide up to the high note. And then when the band comes back in, it's almost like an exclamation point, you know, on, you know, that, that little line. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Final. Let's see. So I already, I already said what my singles were, right? The the Mm -hmm. number three, two, three, and four. Okay, yeah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Decode, and Only Exception. So the rest of these are, are uh, you know, not and again not fillers, but you know this is the rest filling out the rest of the album. And so my yeah. my final track, my closer, is uh, Future from the self titled album. This one is this one is kind of what kept me listening to this album. Um, when I, I listened to it the first time, it was like, okay, there's a lot of pop sounding stuff in here that wasn't there before, you know, which is not, you know, a bad thing, but it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get used to that and decide if I like it or not. And you know, listen to all the, with the little, and on the self-titled album here with it, the, they have a, two or three songs with the little ukulele interlude and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, I thought that was pretty cool, but kind of quirky. It's like, okay. But then, but then this song, um, and it's just this haunting intro. Like the first half of the song is just like, acoustic guitar a little bit of, yeah. i don't even know what they're doing with the percussion and her singing you know and it's like I, I don't even think you know it was uh different tracks it sounds like they're all all three in the same space making the making mm-hmm. the song yeah but it's just this haunting sound um but in a in a good way yeah um and then and then you hear in the background this monster start to arrive mm-hmm. where they've recorded you know, this huge, almost like post hardcore sounding um, track of, of music, the, a wall of music that is just this driving. And it's, it's the same mm-hmm. rhythm. It's the same chord progression. And it just continues to repeat and repeat. And that's it. And it just can, it does that for the rest of, you know, another three or four minutes. Yeah. Um, but then they, but then they fade it out and then fade it back in again you know completely all the way down to zero and mm-hmm. you think the song's over and then they faded all the way back in again and you know some might say that's a gimmick i thought it worked really well it definitely got my attention yeah but just that that sound at the end of that uh, end of that song uh first of all i mean and, and the, not to ignore the lyrics but the lyrics of the song just um ultimately at the end of at the end of that album and at the end of my my list here um just you know hopeful lyrics um, you know, still, still recognizing, you know, the struggles, but still, but hopeful ultimately. Mm-hmm. And then this huge wall of sound that just carries the rest of the, the rest of that album uh, to its completion. Um, that sound just made me think of like, it, it, it's like, okay, so they, they haven't, they're, they're doing a lot more in on this album in particular, they were doing a lot more different sounding stuff than they'd done before. Um, wasn't sure, you know, if I was going to end up liking it or not, but then this happened and this and mm. the ending to this song was like, okay, they are still, 
you know, they're, they're still in, in, in touch with their emo side, if you will, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, or they're still yeah. in touch with, you know, they're still in touch with the, you know, the, the, um, just the, the, the rock sound that, uh, that, that drew me to them. And so that, that really kept me going back to that album, listening to it again and again. It's like, cause that was probably one of the more intense sounds they had ever created up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. That's it almost it. seems like, yeah, it almost seems like with this song, um, <clears throat> you know, with kind of all the, maybe some of the drama that they were going through, like they didn't know what the next step was you know, yeah. Af- yeah. after this album. And yeah. obviously, you know, hindsight, we, we know what, happen after this but right um yeah it's almost just even like, more drama yeah. after this album right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. no i re- i really like the list um i was just kind of jotting it down as you were talking and i mean we've got you know we've got four songs that overlap which like oh we do wow me, yeah which surprises me but it doesn't surprise me either just okay um seeing what songs they have but um yeah i'm still like kind of mind blown of that let the flames begin part two and last hope trilogy like yeah i'm gonna have to go back and listen I to those in order <laughs> i didn't really i didn't really put uh i didn't really put last hope with the other two songs uh until just recently till i started kind of digging into things here mm-hmm. for, for this episode yeah uh, but then i'm like oh look at that you know and, and it comes mm-hmm. right after part two on on the in the regular album anyway right the self-titled mm-hmm. so Oh yeah, I, I like that for sure. Yeah, so I'll jump into my yeah, albums or my I'm albums. Excited rather, to hear yours. Um, from an approach standpoint, I just as I was putting this together, I just like jotted down notes and just kind of ran up thoughts. So um, they, it's going to sound a little bit more like bullet points and kind of quick hits, but it's <laughs> fine. Makes sense in a while. So kind of how I built it, um, I actually built this one mostly from the back to the front which i haven't like with some of the other episodes yeah i hadn't done that before and i think going into it like i knew exactly what i wanted kind of like my closer or my last couple songs to be and then everything just kind of fell in in line that way um and i think i struggled actually the most with what my opener and kind of like the beginning of the album is going to be um but I, i think it all worked out so um I was also trying initially to get a song from each album, but I didn't end up selecting anything from all we know is falling. And that's not, not that I don't like that album, but yeah. Same, um, same here. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really fit with, I guess, you know, what, what I decided to do. One thing that I find myself doing when I'm, when I'm doing this and making albums is that I find myself placing songs kind of in the same position that they are on their respective albums. Sure. And I really tried to avoid that this time. I think <laughs> I, uh, I think one song matched up, but I think the rest of them they're kind of scattered around. Another thing, and I, I know you didn't have this on your list, um, but Misery Business didn't make like my initial like top fifteen. Like after I make my list and kind of narrow it down, like it didn't make it. But um, we'll yeah, see if it. it was, yeah, it was a good song, but it was it was it wasn't ever one that like was like okay that was that was mm-hmm. probably their biggest single at, yeah at the time right but yeah it mm-hmm. never really never really gri- i mean it was fun but it never really gripped me like some of their other stuff did yeah yep and then just kind of as usual like i treat my albums with like the first five as like a side a 
and then the next five is like a side B and oh yeah, it's almost family. like you've got you know two album openers and yep. two closers and um i think kurt put it pretty good in the, on the norma jean episode it's like you got yeah. act one and then act two kind yeah. of closes out the whole thing so. you, you used to have to make i mean i think that was probably a, used to be a much bigger part of the thought process for mm-hmm. any band uh, or any artist of putting an album together because whether you was an lp or a cassette mm-hmm. that's how it had to be so you you right. know and i remember listening to cassettes you know, the fifth, fifth or sixth song, that was the end for you had a, about a 30 second break while I flipped the tape over and then right, exactly. push play. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, mm-hmm. and so the second, the, the, the first song on the second side be whatever it was, mm-hmm. that had to be a strong one too. It had to, had to pull you back in, in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, yep. I, I remember you talking about that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'll jump into mine. So my first song, I, I did go with Misery Business to kick it off. And okay. like I said, I initially didn't have it on my list. And it was actually probably the last song that I added. But I, I think I, I chose this as an opener one just because I like the, I guess, the, the like lo-fi feel of the beginning. Yep. And then you got Haley, the, the Dun 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 Snare, and then they you know come in full yeah. bore on that one. Um, but I think for me, this song is just, it's just nostalgia for me. Like I remember when yeah, yeah, this album yeah. came out kind of the same for you, just, you know, listening to it all the time. And I specifically remember, um, a time with Matt and I, we were sitting at his house and we were, it, it's, it's dumb, but we were arguing over that drum break. That's like at the end of the bridge and they do kind of like a half chorus. It's just drum and vocals. And we were arguing oh, over yeah. like whether, that drum beat was in time and like we were like <laughs> tapping it out and we were like see he's he's landing on it i don't know it was just <laughs> it was dumb but that's hilarious i heard i heard a I, I i read this somewhere a long time ago but the reason why they have that little um mariachi band sound at the beginning mm-hmm. of that is because i, I in a conversation when i get who i think it was josh josh farrow who wrote wrote that lick or whatever for the song and then was messing around with it and showing it to the at least one other person in the band whoever it was mm-hmm. and they said this just sounds like this mariachi band mexican sounding kind of thing or you know it's just like what mm-hmm. is that you know and so that's why i did that is what i nice. read at some nice. point but yeah and then from a from a lyrical standpoint um no i think it's interesting how Haley's view of the song I guess in the lyrics that kind of changed over time too, yes. as she's gotten older and right. kind of crazy how like they stopped playing it for a while and mm-hmm. they've added it back into the set list, but she doesn't sing that part anymore. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think that's interesting. I mean, obviously it's, you know, their song, they can kind of do whatever they want, but um, yeah. notice how people's opinions, you know, you can, your opinion of your own song can change over time. You can decide, you know, I don't really want to do this song anymore. or I'm just going to yeah. avoid this part. But. It's, it'd be, it's a really, it's a really easy line to change though too so yeah mm-hmm. so then my second song um which is the second song off of um the album i chose ignorance from brand new eyes okay. um and i just thought that it, this was a good second song you know it's it's really energetic it's a fun driving song um the intro that guitar riff i know it's obviously a different rhythm but it reminds me of pressure and I, I was listening to my uh, list last night and I, the song came on and like, it just, for some reason it just clicked. I'm like, 
this really kind of mm-hmm. sounds like a grown-up cousin of pressure i don't know i know that's yeah, kind yeah. of a weird thing but cool. um so i chose that um obviously Haley sounds great on this as always and i know i've said it a bunch of times tonight i'll probably say it many times <laughs> more as i'm going through my list that's just a fun song I'd, i would choose that one as my my first single that i release off of this as well and then my third song which um you also have this in your three spot is decode so that's I think that's our that's our first overlap. Oh wow! So we not only did we both include the song, but we also put it in the same spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, everything that we were talking about before when you were talking about it, I love the kind of like darker, I guess, minor mm-hmm. feel of the song, yep. and um, you know, still love that they play this live. And kind of a, a side story is, you know, with this being on the Twilight soundtrack, I remember watching. I want to say it's the third one. I don't, I think it might be the third one, but there's, and I'm probably not spoiling this. The movie's been out for years and oh, if yeah. you haven't seen it already, but. Um, I don't even remember. I think I, I've <laughs> seen a few of them. I can't even remember which ones I've seen. Yeah. It was funny, other funny stories as to why Christy and mm-hmm. I even ever, ever saw them because we were not interested in, the, in, in them at all, but somehow mm-hmm. I ended up seeing a few of them. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the third one. There's like this big fight in it. And I remember watching it with Dana and I'm like, okay, I you know I can do this. This is a pretty cool, you know, scene. And then all of a sudden it turns into like, it's just a vision and like, it wasn't real. And I remember Dana looking over at me because she had seen the movie already. Oh. And it's like, she knew how I was going to react. And I was just so upset. I was just <laughs> like, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> I was like, this is a waste of time. Like, why are we doing this? Wow. <laughs> but. But yeah, um, third song. Bait, bait the code, guys yeah. in with a big fight scene and then say, oh, that never actually happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's lame. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so then my fourth song, um, I went uh, back to Riot and I did Crush, Crush, Crush. Okay. And so I really nice. love like the like the four on the floor feel of the yep. song. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big sucker for four on the floor and kind of like a, a boom chuck type of drum beat and also just mm-hmm. halftime. It was like, those are my three favorite like <laughs> things yep. to go to for drums. Um, and you know, this one's really energetic all the way through too. You know, I, I got to see them twice kind of during the riot era. Once they, I want to say they were touring with Jimmy world and the other time they were touring with the starting line. But um, like this song just sounded just amazing live. And it's yeah. always been like one of my favorite songs from them. Yeah, ignorance and crush, crush, crush were on my list as well that I had to, you know, when I had to hone it down. So back when I was in college, I kind of got into. I mean, Guitar Hero was really big at that time, but I figured out a way to, I guess, like modify. Excuse me, a Guitar Hero disc, like so you could oh, nice. go to websites and find, you know, people would create know their own charts for different songs so you really just had to get the mp3 and then kind of add the chart into this program and burn a cd Hmm. and so i'm pretty sure at one point i added this song onto it um (laughs) and so i probably play that quite a bit too (laughs) so that's my fourth my fifth song is another one that we had in common was all i wanted okay and so this kind of closes out you know my first half of the album yeah that's a good yep. place to put it then for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because you've got 
misery business ignorance decode and you know crush 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 and then all i want it kind of brings it down a little bit mm-hmm. yeah i mean everything that we were talking about too um you know the the dynamics of the song is kind of how it builds throughout and you know the second chorus is you know that big and powerful and haley's got that that ramp up into that high note the melody in this in the first verse it reminds me of uh, a switchfoot song and i want to say it's dare you to move so like she goes mm. you know she says that the think of me when you're out when you're out there it almost sounds dun, like dun, 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 yesterday dun, dun, is a wrinkle dun, dun, on dun. your forehead yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, okay yeah i can see it yeah i'm not mm-hmm. I, I i haven't i haven't listened to a ton of switchfoot but obviously that song you know is mm-hmm. very familiar yeah so yeah so that closes out my first half of the album and looking at my list the first half is really kind of you know those that first three i guess i don't have all we know is falling but you got riot brand new eyes and um i guess decode came out around that time too yeah. of brand new eyes so it kind of is like that era of paramore and then okay when I jump into my last half of the album, um, I kicked it off with Told You So from After Laughter. Okay. And this is the only song that I have off of After Laughter. Um, but I I liked this album, and I think because when I heard Hard Times, you know, obviously it was a completely different sound than what they'd done before. So when the album came out, I was kind of expecting to hear more of that. Uh-huh. And I was kind of just looking at it like, okay, they've gone into a different sound. You know, I can't expect to hear, you know, Riot right. or Brand New Eyes or whatever. Right. For me, this song is just like a giant groove. Like, I I love the bass lines on this. I know that Jeremy wasn't in the band at this time. Um, right. And he's no slouch at all. But the guy who's playing now, you know, he's got a great feel um, just for, you know, the, the style of music that they're, they want to do now. And I also always thought, Zach Farrell was a pretty underrated drummer mm. and you know hearing him play you know more of like the the pop punk pop rock type of feel and then kind of going into what they're doing now like yeah. he like he just he owns it all and like it's just like he you know, he, he just does whatever he wants and you know, it doesn't seem like forced or that he's like trying to keep up with anything like he's just got to go to feel for everything too yeah number seven so number seven, I did "Ain't It Fun" from Self Titled. That is that. That's a fun one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's really fun. And while I think "Misery Business" might be their most popular song, I think this had the biggest crossover. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was because that one was huge too when it when it got released. Yeah, like I've I've been in the grocery store and heard this song, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> I don't think I. Oh, I don't think there's any other songs that I would hear. Maybe something it. off of After Laughter, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you said, it's it's a fun song. You know, it's you got to get bop to it. You got this singable chorus and the bridge, and don't go crying to your mama because yeah. you're the, the gospel your choir ending. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, it's it's relatable. Like we've all said something, you know, like that. Ironically, like you know, hey, you having fun yet? Or you know, isn't this yeah. fun doing? You know xyz or whatever so um yeah this one's very bass driven too um Uh i think this is jeremy was on this album and i think he i think with this album with you know it was just him taylor and Haley. like they really were able to 
experiment as we kind of talked about and you know just kind of try new things and i think both jeremy and taylor really shine like in their songwriting and their playing for this one as well so did i say i think i said ignorance was a single um crush oh, yeah. crush crush would be a single i don't think you said what your singles were gonna be yet okay yeah so ignorance would be my first single crush 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 would be my second and then ain't it fun would be my third which I think all three of those, they also released as singles anyway. So Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Cool. So then my eighth song um, is off the new album, um, This Is Why. And just after listening through it, this was the one that really stood out to me. And it, it's probably my favorite one off the, the album at this point, but it's figure eight. Yes. that I would say that one stood out to me the most on that album as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And... I just love that pre-chorus and in the chorus, and I feel like this is one I would I would love to hear them play this one live because mm. I think once once fans get to hear it and um, you know they're they're kind of filling in those those chanting um, parts in the pre-chorus, and I just think just with the the current setup of the band, I think they'll really this one will really shine live. I think a lot of their their new album would sound a lot better live than maybe the album does. And the Not that the album sounds better, but yeah. And not the not the studio album sounds bad, but right. No, I know what you mean. I'm I'm not familiar. Haven't gotten familiar enough with it that album yet to remember exactly how it goes. But I remember thinking as I was listening to it, it's like this one, you know, mm -hmm. that one uh, definitely stood out to me too. Yeah, I initially had um, the news in this spot before the album came out, and then I kind of looked at this spot as like this will be my spot for the new album. Um, for, yeah, and yeah, my one also, song or whatever. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. and also, ironically, Figure Eight is the eighth track on my album, so <laughs> <laughs> that worked out. Nice. All right, so then number nine. Uh, this is so my last two we have in common. Um, but, uh, and I'll I'll start with number nine, obviously first. But I also chose Let the Flames Begin, the live right. Red Rocks version. Yeah. So I was really excited to hear that you had that one on oh, your yeah. list too. I was I was wondering if we were both going to have done that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for me, this is one of my, my top songs for them. You know, at least top three with Crush, Crush, Crush. Um, but I, I chose this version over the final right version, kind of as you talked about too. Um, I guess the, the additional reason why I chose it is because this is when Aaron Gillespie was drumming for them and really Aaron, i was not yeah. aware of that yep he Whoa, drummed for wow. them for a little while um during after they did the album and like you know they were doing their tour and they did like the parahoic cruise and everything so, uh -huh. um so he was drumming on the the live songs on the deluxe album cool that that's one of the reasons why i chose this one obviously he's a great drummer and oh yeah a big Gosh. fan of underworld and everything too yeah, Haley's vocals sound better on this one than they did on the final riot. Obviously, yeah. she had four albums yeah. under her belt at this point. Um, Jeremy and Taylor sound great too, and yeah, that, that tag that they do at the end, you know, it's it's just amazing. And I remember, it's, yeah, it's goosebumps. When, yeah, when Final Riot came out and hearing that for the first time and just kind of being in shock because I I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, and then I also thought about doing and I'm, I'm glad you did this i'm glad one of us did it because i didn't do it just with the way that my album structured out i thought about sure. having part two be my closing song 
um, just because, yeah, I like how she tagged it at the end of Let the Flames Begin, and then they go right into it. Right. Um, it was mm-hmm. the, uh, like the moon, you know, reflecting, yeah, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if I could have had 11 songs, I would have done that and then moved my closer down. Uh, you but, could have broken so your own rules like <laughs> right, Kurt did. Right, I know, know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love that they, they connected that, and I'm glad that they did that live because yeah. you know, I'll do that sometimes if I'm listening through the songs. I'll, I'll play Let the Flames again, hop over to part two. Mm-hmm. I, I, just love, I love when bands do like part two and yeah. you know part one of songs and things like that. I, I haven't listened to a lot of their stuff lately, but I, you, you heard of um, uh, uh, He is Legend? You heard of that, that group? That I band? know the name, yeah. Okay, they've done a lot of that. Like they've they've got part twos and threes and maybe even fours that are you know the same theme of you know the same song on you know multiple albums it's just like mm-hmm. wow uh, that's it, with with their older stuff at least they were doing that I'm not sure if they're yeah. still doing that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. totally different you know totally different feel and vibe of course but right yeah <laughs> they're, they're they're pretty they're like they're almost like they're like more southern rock um, mm-hmm. southern rock uh, metal stuff yeah. Mm-hmm. So then for my closer, um, I did Hallelujah, but I went to the, the final Riot version. Did you? Okay. Yeah. And so I, I chose that one, I think mainly because, you know, they've got, they do uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah at the beginning. Yep, the intro. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. They do that. I thought about then, using that one yeah. for mine, but I was like, eh, I, I think it, yeah, I decided not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and then I also had since I had the live version of the Plains again, I just thought I didn't really want to go back into another studio album, version of a song, and so right. that's kind of another reason why I chose it. But this this song in general is really nostalgic for me. So you know, I remember probably I don't know senior year or you know, maybe freshman year of college playing at at youth group, and we we actually threw in a couple Paramore songs like to the set list and. So this was one of them, and then we also did my heart. So we would throw those two okay. in every now and then. So that was it. Was always fun playing those, and you know they were. You could you could stretch it a little bit, and you know get away yeah. with it, especially like <laughs> for youth group. So um, yeah, yeah. It, was always, it was always a lot of fun. But that is that is cool. That would be a lot of fun. I would love to play this song. Like when when we were when we were when I was trying to you know see if it would be possible to like you know get together and jam and stuff this mm-hmm. is one of the songs I think like this would be a lot of fun to play this one yeah mm-hmm. but yeah still yeah that's that's my album it uh this one was a little I think initially was a little tough because there weren't any songs outside of maybe you know the ending which I knew exactly what I wanted that like really stood out like I could have really threw anything in the list just because I like yeah. so much other stuff but it was it was kind of that way to me for me too. Like I knew I, I knew I was gonna have to you know give a good listen to just about everything to kind of re mm-hmm. get reacquainted with it for one, but then also gonna decide like hey where do I want, actually want to go with this? Right. Where do I where and and as I'm re-listening to everything, where is it taking mm-hmm. me? You know where where is it taking me? And and then you know follow follow that and kind of go with it that way. I, yeah. I wasn't as certain as I you know have, was at least for Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. So if there was if there was one song you had to take off of your list, like what song would oh, that be? Here, you haven't done this before. This is a I haven't. You know. <laughs> oh man! So I get to be the I get to be the guinea pig on this one, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, let me get, let me pull my list up here again. I was li listening to some of the stuff that you had. Mm. Oh, if I had to take one off, um, uh, I would probably, uh, shoot. I think I would end up taking off born for this. Okay. Which was my song number eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that one, yeah, I don't know. I, get, I just out of all of the ones, if I it, that's just where my my brain goes. It's like, yep, that one is out of. If I had to do only nine, that would probably be the one to go. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'd probably take off "Misery Business" just with that being, you know, one of the last songs that I added, and sure. you know, it wasn't. I mean, obviously, it's a great song, but it's not something that even now, like, I'll go back and and listen to that often, you know, unless mm -hmm. it just comes on in the next. Yeah, it's. I think it's just slowly like falling down the, the rankings <laughs> in my head for, for them, but that's okay. You got any, uh, any hot takes or anything you need to get off about Paramore? Anything like that? Hot takes. Well, I already shared why I think the self-titled album is their strongest one. Mm -hmm. Um, my, in my opinion, um, I shared a little bit about, you know, my thoughts on their new stuff versus their old stuff. Yeah. Um, and I definitely plan to, you know, I definitely intend to listen more, you know, now that we've had this conversation and just everything I've been thinking of leading up to mm -hmm. this, is, I definitely intend to continue to listen to the newer stuff and, um, you know, kind of still, kind of still holding out hope that those two albums might do the same thing for me that the self-titled one did. Mm -hmm. Cause I, you know, I, I didn't give the self-titled album uh, a whole lot of thought when I first listened to it, but then the more I listened to it, the more it, uh, the more it grew on me and the more it became, you know, like I said, what I think, what I think is their strongest album. I, I guess, I think it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you, I think you probably have caught this detail, but uh, Josh Farrow ended up, you know, after he left, ended up writing, um, co-writing that uh, worship song um, with, uh, I don't even remember who it was with. And I'm trying to remember which one it was now, but did, did you, did you catch that or did you see that when, when the, you know, it wasn't, I don't wasn't think very, so. Hang on, let me look it up. It wasn't very long after he split. You know, and I, I guess I guess I could talk about that whole thing a little bit. I don't know, but uh, that that whole thing was obviously very disappointing mm -hmm. in the way it all went down. Um, and it was it, it seemed like for a while there is like, well, who who is in? in I, don't, I mean, who is in the right? I mean, you know. I, I, I don't think that really matters ultimately. I think at the time I was like, Oh, we got to, you know, who's, who's in the right. It may, you know, it does matter. And I think now looking back, it's like, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there were, there was right and wrong on, on, on all sides of, of any, any kind of band drama or band split that happens like that. There's, there's right and wrong on every side. So mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter ultimately, but um, hit. So, but, but uh, I, I did feel like, you know, at, at the time, the three remaining band members, Haley, um, Jeremy and, um, and Taylor, um, Taylor, did I get that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think I felt like they handled that because they were the ones who were in the, in the spotlight when all that yeah. went down mm -hmm. and Josh and Zach just kind of disappeared. Um, and so they were left with the, you know, still holding the contracts, still holding all the music and whatever, and still try having to answer all the questions. And I felt like they handled it really well. Um, so 
you know, while while I say that there is right and wrong on every side, and I'm sure there was, I felt like they handled that really well. Um, it's just unfortunate that it had to go down the way it did. But um, Josh Farrow, when he left, where is that other song? Here we go. This is Amazing Grace. Uh, he wrote that song. He co-wrote that with Jeremy Riddle and Phil Wickham. Yeah, I was going to say, is yep. that the Wickhams? Yeah. Yep. I didn't, I, I didn't know I remember, he co-wrote that one. I remember seeing his name on that when, when uh, I think it was at, you know, Cormdale at Harvest mm-hmm. at the time when we first, when we first did that song, I remember seeing, they always had the, you know, they always have the, the yeah. artists mm-hmm. and the CCLI number and stuff like that at yep. the bottom. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing Josh Farrow on there. I'm like, Josh Farrow, like from Paramore or Josh Farrow. And I looked it up and sure enough. So that's, wow. so I don't, that's not necessarily a hot take, but you know, interesting tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was good to see that later on, you know, Zach came back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's some reconciliation there and, and just, it, I think it really, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I just surprised that they survived all of that, you know, cause it was, yeah, it looked pretty for sure. brutal for a while there, but, mm-hmm. and then, and then, you know, the falling out with Jeremy as well later on, mm-hmm. but they survived that too. So it's, you know, yeah. I mean, for whether, whether you like them or not, whether they were wrong or right or not, you know, and again, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody's got flaws and faults and there's rights mm-hmm. and wrongs on all sides, but they, they continued to stick together in, in some form and make music. And that I think is commendable and, you know, rare. I think a lot of, yeah. a lot of other, a lot of other artists and bands have, have, you know, called it quits for far less. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And Jeremy was kind of in and out the band a little bit too. At the very beginning he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was with them for a while, and yeah. I think the song "All We Know Is Falling" is about them, about him. That's so. I remember. I remember now. You <laughs> mentioned that. I remember hearing about that too. That that's mm-hmm. was a lot. A lot of that had to do with him not being with them for that first album. Yeah. So I'll I'll get you out on this because um, you had mentioned that self-titled is you think that's their strongest album. Album. Okay. Like if you had to give like your album power rankings for Paramore, like what would that be? Album power rankings. Yeah. Um, so power was, rankings in terms of like, yeah, which one was? You know, yeah, it could, you know, it could change tomorrow, but like today, sure. like what? What? How would you rank okay. the albums? Uh, self. So self titled number one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say Riot number two. Um, uh, or, uh, Brand new eyes number three, and I guess the, the, those are the only three albums that I took any songs from from my list. Okay. So I guess mm-hmm. I got to put those three up top. Um. I would, I would put, I think I would put this is why at four after mm-hmm. laughter at five. And then all we know is falling at six. Not okay. And again, like you said earlier, not because any of these albums are bad, but I think like any, like any artist, you know, the, the longer you, the longer you create your art, the, the more, you know, the more refined and the more rich mature you get in your craft. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I've never part, and I, I will say part of what, excuse me, part of why the two newest albums don't necessarily appeal to me as much as their earlier stuff did is because, uh, and this is just my personal tastes, mm-hmm. the whole indie, in, the indie rock sound has never really been a big draw for me. I've never really been a, it's never been something that's, you know, guy, mm-hmm. I won't say I'm a, I, I'm not going to, yeah, I've never really been a, been a big fan of it and don't say I don't say that to mean that I don't like it, um, but it's never been something that's 
um, really gripped me or, or really drawn me in um, mm-hmm. as far as my own personal music taste. So, um, and that's not, you know, Paramore's fault or anybody else's fault. It's just kind of, yeah, that doesn't really, right. doesn't really get me the way that, the, that uh, you know, a lot of other stuff does. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I still recognize the, the, the artistry of it. And I think, you know, their, their newer stuff is definitely, um, um, you know, just, just more, th- th- there's a lot more crafts, craftsmanship to it than, than, uh, the, the, than the first album, at least. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's probably why I'd put them all in that order. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for me, um, let's see. I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but I'm going to put, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put brand new eyes first. Wow. And yeah. as I'm thinking through it, I think brand new eyes for me is a little more consistent than riot, like front to back. Okay. Like I can listen to brand new eyes. I mean, I can listen to both of them front to back, but um, with brand new eyes, I'm less likely to skip a song than I am when riot on riot. So like on riot, I'll probably okay. skip sure. fences or maybe we are broken. Sure. So brand new eyes would be one. And then riot to, self-titled three um after laughter four this is why five and then all we know is falling six nice yeah i did i did find as i went back to listen to a lot of stuff that i i did find myself i kind of surprised myself by how many by how many this is going to sound really bad again not that the songs are bad <laughs> but just how many how many skippable songs there were as i wanted to get to the ones that i knew yeah I really enjoyed mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. cool well yeah well hey man thanks again for doing this yeah thank I, you for i really appreciate me. it yeah thanks for coming on i know we'll uh we'll we'll brainstorm on some other bands and other things to do um kind of as i was talking with joel and kurt like i, I really want to do um the tooth and nail solid state draft so yeah. I'll have you on that one for sure. I was, I know uh, that's up your wheelhouse as well. Absolutely. So. I was talking with Kurt about that one at church the other day. And I said, I, I was telling him, I think I said, he's going to have to do like a three or four part series. For, right. For, yeah. For that one, that one, yeah, <laughs> there's no way we're going to fit that into one episode. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> that's going to be a long one for sure. <laughs>